Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thank you for joining me on the broadcast, maybe podcast or video, and sure appreciate that, as well as your feedback and sharing them with others. Thanks for continuing with us on this journey through My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers' classic year-long devotional, or devos, as I like to call them, that I pray is taking you deeper and further in your walk with Christ as Lord, i.e. with you and each of us growing as fully devoted disciples of His. Last week, we dealt with some pretty strong and uh, tough issues, if you want to be honest, including the discipline of spiritual tenacity, being tough in our spiritual disciplines and our faith walk, making a determined effort to serve out of the Spirit, not out of our flesh and our, out of our love for Christ, counting sacrifice as a delight, and even serving to the point of destitution. How's that for some easy-to-market topics, right? But that's not the point, is it? Contrary to much of the teachings in our modern churches, God's Word was not written to be attractive to our flesh. Our flesh naturally rebels against Him. The Adam and Eve showed us that. All of us since then have showed that. As a matter of scriptural truth, our flesh will not like it. So there's nothing we can do to make it palatable to our selfish desires, unless Jesus was lying when he said, the world hates me, so it hates you. It's not the, the guy who healed the leper that the people hate. It's the one that told them the truth, that, that went against their natural desires and their flesh. That's what we have to realize. Our calling and responsibility as believers, teachers, preachers, disciples, all of us who call Christ Lord, our calling is to simply share the whole truth. Is there any other? <laughs> and then trust the Spirit to get it through to them. Now, if you missed it or want to listen again or share it with others, you can find all of the Authority of Love, the Authority of Love videos or podcasts and even many other articles at loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. Click on the tabs, the read, the watch, or the listen tab up near the top in the middle of the home page. You can also click on the Podbean icon down near the bottom and the Vimeo icon. Those two in particular have all of our podcasts and videos, these and many others that, that I've shared over the years. So I'd love to, for you to get a hold of those and uh, grow in your walk with the Lord and share them with others. Challenge me on them, encourage me on them, whatever you want to do. I'd love to hear from you at loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. This week, our teaching messages are going to focus on the depth of our faith and the foundation of that faith in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Not just in saying we're saved, not just in, in, in knowing the word, but the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. That's what he died to give us, not just salvation and eternal life. Yes, he, he gives us those freely, but these are rooted in a loving relationship with him that then overflows in our faith through grace by the Holy Spirit, in our love to others. So where are you in your belief in Jesus? Is it simply words to you, or is it reflected in how you live every part of your life? Is it clear in Scripture that the former words, without the latter, acting, deeds, life, in line with what you believe, is actually no faith at all. See James 2.26. He simply said, faith without the works, the deeds, the fruit to back it up. I'm adding some words there, but they fit in the context. 
Faith without works is dead. You really don't have faith. We can't just say we believe. We have to live like it. Jesus, in his powerful and final discourse with his disciples in the upper room, if you find that in John 12 through 17, he states many things about life with him, what that looks like there in John 13, the promise of the Holy Spirit in John 14, uh, abiding in him as branches in the vine, uh, chapter 15. All of this is so contradictory to our fleshly pride. And this just before the high priestly or unity prayer found in John 17, and, and, and it is revealing his soon coming death and resurrection, he closes out this portion with the promise of prayer in his name. He speaks very plainly to the disciples, and they claim to now, oh, now we get it. Now you're speaking plainly, they say. Jesus asked them a poignant question after they say that we all should consider, and it is the title and focus of today's message. Do you now believe? Find that in February 28th in the devotional book or at myutmost.org, February 28th. Do you now believe? This is Christ himself presenting this question, and then he goes further in the text to tell them there will come a time, very shortly, as a matter of fact, when they will all abandon him, perhaps answering the question for them at that point in time. And here's where he picks it up, John 16, 30 and 31, he pulls out of there. By this we believe, they said, and Jesus answered, do you now believe? You see, the disciples really liked what Jesus had plainly told them that seemingly got them to believe fully. You will ask anything in my name and the Father himself will give it to you. How awesome is that, they must have been thinking. Now you're talking, Jesus. We can believe what you say now. Now we believe. Jesus says, do you? The time is coming when you will leave me alone. You'll abandon me. Many a Christian worker has left Jesus Christ alone and gone into work from a sense of duty or from a sense of need arising out of his own particular discernment or the needs of others. Those are all important, but the reason for this is the absence of the resurrection life of Jesus. And that's the most important thing. The soul has got out of intimate contact with God by leaning to its own religious understanding. This is Chambers talking here in his devotional. And I had this, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is the remedy for this. We never should lean on our own understanding. Trust him with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Even when you think or know that you're right, pause and say, Lord, where are you in this? I want to acknowledge you. Always acknowledge God in the process and find out where he is working and leading. Chambers goes on to say, there is no sin in it and no punishment attached to it when we move in that direction, not placing him first necessarily. But when the soul realizes how he has hindered his understanding of Jesus Christ and produced for himself perplexities and complications, sorrows and difficulties, it is with shame and contrition that he has to come back. We need to rely on the resurrection life of Jesus much deeper down to get into the habit of steadily referring everything back to him. There's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 again, right? Let me make sure I'm in line with what you're thinking, what your word says. Instead of this, we make our common sense decisions and then ask God to bless them. 
I've seen many pastors do this. Well, God's obviously working here. We're growing like crazy. So we're going to just move forward and know that he'll bless it. That's not scriptural. He cannot. It is not in his domain, Chambers says. It is severed from reality. What is reality? The redemption of Jesus Christ, the gospel message, the truth. And that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 again. But let's take it a step further. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 tells us how we bring every thought in line with Christ. Take it captive. Line it up with Christ, his word, his spirit. And make sure it aligns with that truth and is in obedience to him as you walk in that truth. If it's not, walk away from it. Chambers goes on to say, if we do a thing from a sense of duty, that's That can be done in our flesh, and it can be a really good thing. And God might even use it. But here's what he says. We are putting up a standard in competition with Jesus Christ. We put our sense of duty on the throne instead of the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. That's our power. That's our focus. That's our priority. We are not told to walk in the light of conscience or a sense of duty, but to walk in the light as God is in the light. When we do anything from a sense of duty, we can back it up by argument. When we do anything in obedience to the Lord, there's no argument possible. That is why a saint can be easily ridiculed. And what did Jesus say? We pointed to it earlier, pointed it out earlier, I should say. The world hated me, it's going to hate you. The things you're going to tell them in truth and love, and love, they're not going to like. Two things that come to mind for me as I read through this devotional and share it. Number one, I hope we're beginning to see why faithful obedience is the proper response every time to Christ and his spirit working in and through us. And then two, I think you can see why this may be uncomfortable and why as we open today's episode, we talked about it not being liked by the world, by the culture, by others, even by many that claim to be Christians. That's why in many of our churches, the message are softened. There's partial truths taught, which is no truth at all. Do you now believe? That's the pressing question for each of us in our discipleship walk with Christ as Lord. Either we do believe and show it in spite of how the world responds, or we claim this faith and compromise, making sure those in our culture like what we have to say. And then we feel a lot better about it. Obviously, God's word is incredible and good, but by his own admission, the difficult truths are not well-liked or received. This should never diminish our faith, but cause us to know and remember that we can't do this apart from his promised Holy Spirit. Closing thoughts, food for thought here. God's word is clear that we should in no way seek to alter his word, nor make it as though he has been altered by what and how we present his word and or by what we may omit in teaching his word. He and his complete word is faithful and can never change and never fail. This is why we can believe and by his grace through faith in Christ and the Holy Spirit in us, we can stand firm by our words and deeds and answer the question, do you now believe? Love in action. Number one, spend time with God and his word, prayer, and listening every day. And begin, if if nowhere else, you can start with the scriptures in this message. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. 
Number three, journal what your faith looks like presently and what it means for you to believe. What are you actually believing in, his truth or your flesh-satisfied version of it? That's a tough question we all should ask ourselves and, and other believers. And then number four, continue journaling about how you will continue where your faith is strong and where you will ask him to show you what needs to change in order to, to truly believe in him in all things. Tomorrow, we're going to continue on this theme of deeper faith and belief by asking and reflecting on the question, what do you want the Lord to do for you? Now, now that's, that's worth listening to, right? I think we all would like to give an answer to this, but remember, the disciples thought they finally got it, and Jesus reminded them that only when the Spirit comes, and that's through Christ, right? We see we receive Christ. Only when the Spirit comes can you truly believe. Join us and invite family and friends, loved ones, even enemies. Uh, hopefully it will help every one of them as we continue to go deeper in God's word and in our understanding of this as his disciples, not just as attenders, church attenders. We need to do it as disciples of Christ, sold out, wholehearted, devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, again, you can find out more at our website, loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. Spell it all out, A-N-D in the middle, loveandlordship.com. You can find our book there in the middle of the homepage. Click on that and you'll go to it. Uh, you can give if you'd like to. And if it's not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where he would like for you to partner and give. He desires that we do that so we can let go and let him work not only in those ministries, but in and through us. If it's not us, find out where he wants you to partner. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned at 1245 for Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.